Welcome to this week's episode of the Aussie Nerds Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Superman, the movie, with Mark. How's it going, Mark? I'm good, thank you. That's good. This is your favourite movie. I can see why. Well, it's one of my favourites, that's for sure, yeah. Um, When did you first watch it? I've no, I've no idea, but I'd like to say maybe five, six, seven years. I'm not sure. I know it came out in 1978, and I was born in and I saw it when I was very young. And I recall it being filmed that and the sequel to it being one of the films that I watched over and over again. You know, where all the tape. <laughs> so that's yeah. like it holds it, it holds a special place in my heart because it's got such a, such those nice childhood memories. Oh, uh, Superman is a great character who's very hard to adapt because he's just so powerful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily over the years, I sort of depowered him a, a little bit, you know, comic book wise. And around this time was a sort of bronze age of, of comic books, whereas in the gold and silver age, his power set had become absolutely ridiculous to the My point where... Best. My personal favorite uh, power of his is that he could make a miniature Superman with all Superman's powers. And then that yeah. one could make a mini, mini Superman and so on. Yeah, it was, um, <laughs> it was, it was a ridiculous time for, 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 yeah, for like a comic book, uh, from a com- comic book point of view, that's what I was trying to get out. And like you say, it is difficult to adapt um, because of his power set, but I think this film does a does a wonderful job. He's he's not particularly overpowered, but still, you know, super powered. He reverses time at one point, so like, you take your you take your hits where you can get him. The um, Superman, most Superman stories, the reason that they don't work is because of Clark Kent. You need to write Clark Kent really well, and this yeah, he does. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I I do like this pretend in the film. However, over the years, I've much preferred the sort of more confident Clark Kent rather than this sort of um, disguise. Because it tends to get lost a little bit in portrayals. I think sort of Lois and Clark did it the best um, where, you know, Clark Kent is the person, Superman is the sort of, Superman is the sort of um, identity. It's who's the mask. I mean, you have this ultra-powerful alien that could destroy us all. But because (laughs) he was raised by the Kents, he doesn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's it's done really well. And and, um, the story is shown really well right at the beginning when we have, obviously, a different actor playing Clark Kent. But you can Uh, see... Oh, really? I had no idea. He's <laughs> <laughs> like three. Anyway. He, lo- he looks like him though, doesn't he? He looks really, you know, like it's believable that that's he grows up into. When he's playing I mean, a teenager. Yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's wearing a wig. But, oh, yeah, um, he's, definitely, he's definitely a wig. 
It's like he has the same haircut. He has to have the same haircut because how are you gonna? How is Superman gonna get his haircut? Oh, hedge clippers. That's right. Yeah, I'm. I'm I mean, I know he shaves using heat vision, so I don't know if that's how he cuts his. I hair. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That. With him using a mirror and heat vision, that's how he shaves. Oh my god, I love comics. That's so. Cool. <laughs> Although I'm not sure how he would manage to get a successful haircut slash almost some side parting. Um, Practice. Which means <laughs> that they cut out like hours of him just, just it's cut in the middle. He's accidentally <laughs> completely bald. He's got rid of, it, rid of his eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, um, I, well, I was going to say, um, yeah, so going back to what, what I was saying, so what you get, just a small amount of seeing the Kent that so you see that 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 is where he learns sort of life lessons from and um he gets that little um the line I think is I don't I don't know why you you yeah oh god the thing uh, is you can you can quote you can the, quote these the line things. is I don't know the line either but it's like you were here for a reason I don't think yeah. it was to uh kick footballs yeah I, for a reason I don't know what is <laughs> that's that, that's unbelievable. <coughs> um, and yeah, you're right. It isn't to kick balls. So yeah, you you get you you get that. And then of course he goes on uh, his green crystal adventure, the best kind of adventure. Yeah, which is very strange. Um, because although actually just reversing back, there was the Jonathan Kent feud, the one of the best lines from the film. All these things I can do, all these powers, and I couldn't even save him. Although I'm not sure, quite sure whether he tried to pick him up and run him to a hospital, but who's to say? <laughs> I assume that, like, he's got super hearing, so he's hearing his heartbeat, and then he hears his heart stop. That, oh, fuck. That's way more sad now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> At least but it's a good line, but... steel where he could have totally saved him. And oh, that, wasn't. That film is a... it's so bad. People defend it and because it's like, it's Superman in the modern day. It's like, no, Captain America is Superman in the modern day. Yeah. You don't need to, I, I, it's annoyed, it annoyed me so much. They don't need to monkey with it that much. We don't, we don't need a dark suit. We've got Batman for that. Yeah. The, the... It, it, it was just the worst. The Jonathan Kent in that is the worst. He, uh, it's just so bad. But um, this one though, it's bright, it's happy, and it's also it's also like got uh, jokes about how Clark Kent isn't fitting into the modern world. Like uh, Lois Lane, who's uh, she's fantastic. I love Lois Lane. Yeah, she's really great. She's got jokes like, let me guess, he gives a check to his silver to his grey-haired um, uh, mother. And he's like, actually, she's silverhead. Yeah, that's it's 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 a he's such a um, yeah such a genuine character, and he did he does such a good job of portraying the difference between Clark Kent and Superman. It is amazing. There's um, I'm, uh, obviously not part of the timeline in the film, but when they have the interview and he turns back up to the, the her apartment just afterward, and he sort of toys with the idea of telling her whether he's Clark Kent and Superman and he takes off the glasses and stands up and you can really see that amazing difference where he 
Clark Kent and Superman are, are so different from each other. It's it's, it's a good, really good portrayal. The um the thing I like is that everyone makes the joke that Superman and Clark Kent look exactly the same except with glasses. That joke's been around forever. It was even in Lois and Clark. Um, yeah. Lois and Clark had that bit of time when they're like, we really should end it, but we're going to tell dumb shit instead. And and she go, so she goes to a parallel world when she knows that, su- that Clark Kent is Superman. And she goes to Clark Kent's farm because he hasn't been Superman. And he's like, hey, if you... Uh, just like this, no one will know you that you're Clark Kent. And then everyone's like, why the hell is Clark Kent dressed like that? <laughs> it, it's yeah. really good. But I like that uh, Clark Kent looks fat. He's lazy. He's always slouching. He has no confidence at all. The character, yeah. His character is why is the disguise. It's why no one thinks that he's Superman. Yeah, it's it, it, it's excellent. It's one of the things Man of Steel does so bad. I mean, you don't really see it that much, but even, um, yeah, in um, Batman versus Superman, he is literally Superman with glasses on. There's, there's no there's no difference. Uh, one of the things that I like um, is when he goes to a phone booth and he's like, that is way too small. <laughs> I mean, that, to me, that, that's, that builds up greatest it's probably my favorite scene in in a it builds up to that helicopter rescue because i remember seeing as a kid and being wowed by it and i even i even when i watch it back now it's with um with good feelings just watching it and i think about this might be a bit weird but i think about what it must have been like for a superman fan in the eight to go and see that happen on being it must have been like you know tingles because they the bit when obviously he flies up after the guy they say jim that's a bad outfit <laughs> kind of weird. <coughs> he certainly cemented his legacy in cinema and um then of course he flies up and catches her and says you got me who's got you and then the helicopter falls and he catches that and the whole thing just the it's just amazing the tagline for the movie is "Leave a man can fly." Yeah, so confident of these flying effects that they're like, "You are going to believe it." And even today, even though like you can tell that it's, uh, you can tell how it's doing like with keys and stuff. It's like I don't care. It still looks really good. It's yeah, it still looks great. I think the only time it looks bad is when you like flying like scenery and you can sort of you sort of tell but you know like you say it doesn't really matter when i was uh, when i was eight we went to warner brothers world and uh we had a uh we had a thing where we dressed up like superman and were flying throughout uh different scenes and when i saw that um i'm like that looks exactly like 1978 superman which yeah. is probably not a good thing because it probably <laughs> cost them like millions of dollars to do that. And we got that for like, like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's still amazing though. And it does, it, it does look great. And uh, it, the last uh, thing I worry about is special it's effects. Fine in space. Sorry. The last thing I worry about is special effects holding up. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. It's, 
an old old film and I, I, that sort of thing doesn't bother me. Happy, I'm quite happy that you know, lazy CGI annoying, but that sort of. Thing. <laughs> I the, the one thing that this movie isn't is lazy. The, no, no, it's fantastic. Beautiful, it's, beautiful sets, amazing cast. You know, ev- everybody, everybody stands out as brilliant. We haven't even got to Lex Luthor yet. <laughs> Greatest criminal mind of our time. I love. Yeah, I love I mean, over the top Lex Luthor. <laughs> as a comic book fan, it is. A, this isn't Luthor. Lex Luthor's like, no but way. it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. And. It, he, um, when I was watching it back the other day, I never sort of really occurred to me as a young as a young person how ruthless he really is in the movie. I mean, he's totally willing to wipe out quite a lot of America. Um, <laughs> in the sequel, he wants Australia. He wants yeah. to rule Australia, and it's like you know that that Zod is just going to betray you. Come on, man, you're smarter than. <laughs> It was worth it was worth a chance though. <laughs> um. <coughs> I've oh god, this movie's great. Um I was reading some comics and my favorite comic is um Speeding Bullets, I think it is. Oh, where yeah, when um, he becomes Batman. Yeah, he becomes Batman. But my favorite part of that is that Batman is just a fa- uh, is just an angsty teen phase that he went through. And then, yeah, because he's Superman at the end of it. Yeah, and it's like, that, it's so funny because it's like, you don't need to be like a dark brooding uh, guy that hates the world. You can be Superman, who's way better than Batman. And it's like, it, that's so good. It's, an, it's a bit of a trope of Elseworlds that he ends up being Superman at the, at the, at the end of each one, even though he's gone out a different like, Even in the one where he grows up as as British ends up being the American Superman by the end of it. And there's also Red Sun. That's the Red Sun's brilliant though because um if I remember right at right at the end it turns out he's a Luther. Yeah. Because he, he what you see his... is a story playing out on Earth, but it's not actually it's Krypton it's a bit convoluted at the end, but it's sorry. <laughs> yeah, uh, Krypton apparently isn't a planet, it's just Earth in the future or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and he, and that's where the L comes from. The L. Oh, that's awesome. I, I, I really like that. Um, I really like Superman in comics. I like changing his context um, to see how he'd adapt to it. Uh, in the movie, I like. Um, I, I've been desperately trying to remember the head reporter's name. You mean, oh, Perry White. Yeah, Perry White. I love Perry White in this. Cause yeah, he's re- he's really great. Um, there's a good bit. The one of the best bits when he's got Clark in the office and he's giving him, you know, a speech, and then of course, um, Lex Luthor tunes into his ears and tells him he's going to set off poisonous gas, and he just sort of leaves. <laughs> um, I, and it's like I have two missiles. Yeah, yeah. why it must have been like, where would he go? I thought he just opened a window. Has anyone seen? Ah, he's done this a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's certainly one of the things they pick up in Lewis and Clark that people do do start going. Why is he always leaving? <laughs> I love Lois and Clark right up until uh, she finds out that he's Superman. 
right? And then that show goes immediately to shit. Yeah, it, it did because they then they spent far too long trying to reset the storyline. Like she loses a memory and then she turns she into gets a memory sick. back, but she doesn't remember that Clark's Superman. And it's like, if you didn't want to do it, you just don't, you shouldn't have done it. I mean, that's what makes this anyway. I'm watching, <laughs> that's a different, um, different subject for a different day. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching a show called Lucifer, which is fucking funny and fantastic. And it's about the devil. The devil's come to earth because he's bored. And he joins the police department because he's bored. And I think that's loosely based on a comic book. Yeah, it's based on a DC comic book where mm. um, the devil is designed after David Bowie. Because when you think of the most powerful man on earth, you think fucking David Bowie. <laughs> True. Um, and in the show, he's a fan of David Bowie, which is much cooler. Um, I, I saw I saw the first few episodes, but it didn't end. Nah, that's fine. Uh, anyway, in uh, the end of season three, she finds out that he's the devil. And oh, like, right. and she, he's been telling her, by the way, I'm the devil. Like, he's, he's, been, uh, he's been telling the truth to her from the start. But, like, no one would believe you. Um, but she sees his devil face, which looks ridiculous. Um, and so she knows in season four... But instead of setting the... But this is what Lois and Clark should have done, which is my point. Lois and Clark should have had her knowledge moving forward yeah. and invent new stories around that. Um, yeah, I mean, I've got a big a big soft spot, but you're right. It, did, it certainly tails off after she finds out, which is a bit of a shame, really. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. <laughs> We've had a lot of good connotations of Superman since then. Smallville was was Smallville was good, but they they should have come up with more original characters. Smallville rather than working for his entire Rogues gal- Gallery before even man. Gotham has a yeah. problem. Yeah, I did. I stopped watching Gotham for that reason. Me too. Plus, I couldn't get on board with the Bruce Wayne. He's far too whiny. I like if you're going to do it, go all in. Have Bruce... What if Gotham, instead of being a prequel, Bruce Wayne was killed as well? And so you have all of these villains and then just Gordon has to just deal with all these stupid villains. Yeah. I, I, that would have been fine. I'd have preferred, I mean, Bruce Wayne, but have the have the, the, the catalyst, everything happening, his parents dying, and then just get rid of the character. Just have Alfred and, and Bruce leave the show and go do whatever it is to go do. But keeping him there was just, this really has got us off track. <laughs> yeah. But, oh. So with, uh, with Superman the movie, it had a lot of behind the scenes issues. Um, yeah. Which is why the sequels suck. And I, I like Superman too, but there's a reason people have the Richard Donner cut. Yeah, the Richard Donner cut is so much better. I, I mean, I always like Superman 2 is what most as a but it's mainly because I like that um, Superman versus the three of them fight, which is good. Zod is fantastic. Zod oh, is the I'm so good in that. Whenever, I mean, whenever he's on screen, I'm like, oh, this is so good. He's like, uh, he's like, kneel before Zod. Kneel. Yeah. And then uh, he goes to the White House and this guy kneels in front of him because he asked him to. 
And he said, one who leads so many would kneel, would not kneel so quickly. And I'm like, I don't know. Pretty <laughs> sure they would. But it's a great view with superpowers. But no, but he, and and he's right. It stands it stands as a great as a great character that he's he's able to see that. And they sort of he sort of exudes a menace without they don't really do anything particularly bad. I mean, they deface the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Is Zod the one that straightens the um the Leaning Tower of Pisa, or is that Superman? That's Superman in the third in Superman three. That that movie sucks. That movie's worse than four, and I'll stand by that because four looks like it was made for about five dollars at a Cramdack bar. But um, if you get rid of the if you take the budget out of it, it's a good Superman story, even though it's still bad. Where Superman yeah. three is just a Richard Pryor movie, a bad Richard Pryor movie with that Superman oh. occasionally shows up in. That film, that film's got some real bad moments. At one point, and in a, we don't call that here. They say in America, like a crossing signal. The red man gets out of his bit and goes to fight the green man in the signal. It is such a strange film. Like, why is this happening? Also, also <coughs> as one of the moments that terrifies me the most in uh, as a child when. Um, at the end of Superman 3, the computer pulls a woman into the machine and turns her into like some sort of robot zombie. What was terrified that? Music. That was amazing. Absolutely terrible. What's that doing in this movie? Look <laughs> at this supercomputer and. and we, we, the fact Superman that the video game went... in it. And the only thing that saves that film is Clark Kent versus Superman. That's the best bit of it. Yeah, but that's I like really a like 30 that. second fight. It, it's it, it, yeah, but it, that there's sort of the showing of the inner the inner conflict and the fact that in the suit that Clark Kent wins out, he beats Evil Superman. It's a really good fight, and even though that movie sucks so hard, it, it shows that Christopher Reeve is a good actor. He's a great actor, no matter how bad the script is. It's a shame that it's, a, it's certainly a shame with Superman three the stupidity of it. I mean, at one point Superman's eating dog food, going, mm, "This is nice." Like, is that supposed to be something he knew was dog food and was doing as Clark Kent because he wanted to? It was a character choice, or does Superman like dog food? It, it, it <laughs> makes no sense because he's <laughs> Clark Kent. He'd be even. Let's get back to the first movie. Fuck this movie. <laughs> Superman, the Superman movie is so good. So, um, so he goes to Lex Luthor, and mm -hmm. Lex Luthor has been has basically guessed. He straight up guessed. He has no evidence to back him up, but he guessed that he that Kryptonite would hurt Superman. Yeah, I mean, they sort of play it off as intellect, but like I say, it's just, a, it's a guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I have worked this out. No, you fucking haven't. You have no evidence whatsoever. It was a guess, but it worked out for him. I mean, there's a bit in it when he's talking about the rockets and he goes, even at your great speed, you couldn't possibly. And then there's a YouTube thing called uh, How It Should Have Ended. Yeah, I, I um, love that. Where he flies up and he's like, you mean these rockets? These yeah, rockets here. 
yes, those are the rockets. And he's like, you <laughs> disease maniac, and he just fucks up. <laughs> yeah, that is a great. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I love how uh, and, and, But it, it is a real plot hole in the film. I mean, there's no, no point thinking about the plot holes, but at that point, at that point, when he's talking to him about the rockets, he should go, I better go Solly. Although, I guess, <laughs> I guess of, mentions the detonator. Uh, you're like, you think that you can stop me um, by hiding it in lead? And it's like, don't yeah. open the fucking lead thing. It's clearly a trap. Is it clearly a trap or have we just watched it too much? Um, I, I don't know because he's telling him about a detonator and you think you can hi hide it from lead? Um, also, how stupid is he to let that go in a new? I mean, <laughs> oh, by the way, I glad <laughs> it's I'm be keeping this shit away. Yeah, it's like that interview was like, um, I come from Krypton and blah blah blah. Also, my main thing is that I can't see through lead. Also, I love puppies and I um am allergic to kryptonite. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Yeah. Like, he didn't give away he, the kryptonite thing, but he might as well have. Oh, yeah, he, he would. If he'd known about it, he definitely would. Any <laughs> green glowy rocks, they're not for me. <laughs> but yeah, so then obviously uh, Lex Luthor puts, the, um, puts a chain of kryptonite around his neck and throws him into this swimming pool that's in a subway station. Now, I don't really know what's going on in that base. Well, if you're going to, if you're Lex Luthor and you have a secret hideout underneath a subway station that you have to cross the train tracks to get to, you're going make to have sure a swimming pool. Yeah, make sure you've got a swimming pool. Make sure you've got multiple projection screens for scenery. It's, it's necessary. <laughs> it's, the, it's the kind of thing you'd have if you didn't have Lex Luthor being rich like he is in the comics. He's definitely, he's definitely a suit of supervillain's lair. I can appreciate his lair. I love it. It's Batman 66, 66-esque evil lair. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, but it works. And then, um, I guess, Miss Tessmarker. Miss Tessmarker! Who, who um, I must admit, is certainly in, involved in my... Um, ooh, uh, girls are interesting. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, she's up there for me on that one. But anyway, of course, she, uh, she saves him because one of the rockets is heading for her mother. Uh-huh. And it's like, of course it is. <laughs> Do you want so to discuss sign up to time save travel? That rock. Do you want to discuss the time travel or the fact that by spinning around the Earth, like, I assume that he's breaking the speed of light and so... He's not spinning the Earth's rotation. He's just going really fast. And we're seeing a visual representation of time going backwards. Right? But do you want to discuss the fact that he can apparently spin around the Earth and those rockets were in the same country? It's the most selective time travel there has been in, 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 in the history of time travel. Trouble? Travel. The things that were broken fixed. The rockets don't come back. The fact that Lois's the rockets don't come back is ridiculous. Lois's car inexplicably stays in the same place that it was when it crashed, so that didn't go back. Jimmy got full memory and saved and left on the on the side of the road, which, by the way, gives Super, which I'm quite happy about. Yeah, Thanks enough. a lot, Superman. You let me here on the road. There was earthquakes everywhere, so 
people retain knowledge. So I don't, <laughs> when you look at it, the world's worst time travel, the rockets aren't even, <laughs> um, don't even come back. It's, you know, it, it makes me laugh. And I, I but, and some people will tell you that's stupid, but so what? I'll tell you it's stupid, <laughs> but it's what you're willing to deal with. My movie's perfect. You think it's dumb time travel. Exactly. If you want to sit down, watch a film where a man can lift a helicopter and all these things, then if he wants to turn back time very selectively, then <coughs> power to it. I mean, I'm going to put was that. It certainly beats that I can erase your mind with a kiss power. Yeah, that, that, was, that was weird and rapey. Um, <laughs> I, what I really like is um, what I would have liked, and they, they're not going to do this because they had all the production issues, but if, if people still died and he uh, repaired everything after the uh, rockets exploded and, and Lois Lane was still dead and then he repaired everything uh, and then beat the shit out of Lex Luthor. And then he went to, um, and then it ended on Lois Lane's funeral. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Would have been, yeah, I think it would have been a bit dark for that era. It would have been dark, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but everything's got a dark twist end. Well, that's right. because of the Dark Knight, and I think we're over that now. Uh, uh, I don't know. I watch I, I watch a lot of horror films. The amount of horror films at the end is like, oh, you didn't see that coming. The thing is, yeah, but really that's in that's in horror movies. Mm, great. That's in horror movies. In um, because of the MCU, uh, superhero movies are really dark now, and Harry Potter film uh, superhero movies are really light now, except for like Endgame, which um, which was the culmination of like this tragic event happening. But ma majority of the time, all the superhero movies are really dark and the Harry Potter movie, the, super, the superhero movies are really light and the, um, and the Harry Potter movies are very dark and stupid and sad and stupid and really, really fucking stupid. <laughs> hey, Crimes of Grindelwald, can you tell? I, I, I saw Fantastic Beasts and I enjoyed it, but um, I I, there was no way I was going to get on board. I can't I Especially since J.K. Rowling coming out and retconning everything. All. <laughs> it's very Star Wars-esque in that way. You invent a yeah. good property, you retcon everything until the point that everyone hates you and people hate the prequels. Yeah. yeah I, 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 and like I say, I enjoyed Fantasies. I thought it was, I thought it was all right, but um, I can't get on, I can't get on board the, young Dumbledore, like, at what point does he go from wearing three-piece suits to a flamboyant queen? That's the, that's the weirdest part. Why is every wizard in suits? In the, in the fucking book, some guy wears a dress, not because he looks fabulous, but because he doesn't know what a fucking dress is. Exactly, yeah, the book, the books have it down that wizards don't understand muggle clothes, and yet, and yet these guys are all rocking around in nice suits and I mean even even in the Fantastic Beats Newt Scamander's wearing it's sort of out there but it's pretty normal clothes you know? yeah, but it's more Doctor Who less wizard yeah 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 that's true yeah um <coughs> but no you're right about those films well I didn't 
I wasn't a big fan of the Harry films. I enjoyed the books, but the films were just... Uh, <laughs> this is getting off the point of Superman, but... No, no, I didn't. The, the films, the, the Harry Potter films, they end on... Obviously, spoilers for anybody. The, the, the second to last film ends on Dobby's death, like he's supposed to give a shit. Like, in the books, Dobby's built up as a character that when he dies, you go, oh my God, Dobby's... But in this, it's like he was an annoying prick in Chamber of Secrets. This is... It's the, the first time we've seen him since then, and I'm supposed to give a toss that he's dead. Uh, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Um, you can yeah. you can tell that they wind me up too. <laughs> I really like the books. Um, with, with Superman, have you read any of the comics? Yeah, yeah, I'm, a, I'm an avid comic reader. I'm currently I'm currently only reading action comics at the moment, but I have like, read a lot of. Um, you know, the older stuff like um, Birthright, that's a good one. Uh, the thing is, a lot of the good Superman comics are, tend to be origin ones. Yeah, they're either origin or death ones. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the death Darkness, of Superman. And he's fantastic, or he's about to become Superman, and he's fantastic. But in the middle, people are like, I don't know what to do with him. Yeah, I think I, I think that's really true, because... Um, the problem is he is a bit of a MacGuffin, really. You know, that's the thing that people didn't like in Justice that he shows up and he just whips ass. But that is sort of what Superman does. Um, I I really like All Star Superman. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's one one of the best one. Well, uh, I'll read anything. Grant. Um, he's one of my favourites. Um, but yeah, he's a, certainly a difficult character to write for because, like you say, he's so. Even depowered, he's all overpowered, you know. Um, so yeah, it, it 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 can be difficult. I think the only thing with him is the best bits are, are, are the sort of more humanized bits, really. Like there's a famous bit when he's just stood on a roof talking to. I might. I don't think it is all star. He's stood on a roof talking to somebody, thinking about committing suicide, uh, and it's that. It's it's that stuff. It's that, it's that really that connection. It's that connection to people, the fact that he's an alien, but he's really the ultimate human being in that in that way of, you know, he cares for everybody, which he's shown really well in Superman 2, is that that they can't beat him in a fight. They know they find they can't beat him in a fight, even though they're on one, because he's more experienced than them. But they turn to attacking the people, and that's that's where that's where his sort of line is. Um and even um, though in the original, them attacking people is a little bit silly, especially with the guy who continues to be on the phone and someone gets an ice cream blown in their face. is what a travesty. Really. <laughs> but it is, it is kind of stupid. In Richard Donnacott, it's, it's a bit more of an aggressive fight. But it's that it's it, it's that stuff that made him a great hero. It's like, um, and it, it's tragic as well. Such Such a tragic, like, He's the last of his race, but at least he should be. He's the last of his Every race. Every so often the comic will definitely go, hey, look, here's another Kryptonian. I think they all blew up. <laughs> He's the last of his race, except for uh, these three villains, his dog, his cousin, uh, this chuckle this fuck, guy. and this guy who read the newspaper. Yeah. Exactly. So they do keep doing that, um, <laughs> which, is, which it, it can be frustrating because... That is sort of one of the things that makes him makes him great. Um, but um, my favorite uh, shot, and I don't know if this is a 
I don't know if this is a fan shot or if it's uh, a fan mock-up or if it's from an actual comic. Either one could work. And it's, um, it's Batman saying, I work alone. I'm always alone. And then you cut to the Batcave and it's just all the Robins and all the Batgirls. <laughs> and there's like 50 of them. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like it might be. I, I, I might be a fan. It's very true. I'm uh, a big fan of Robin. Robin's one of my favourites. Which Robin is your favourite? Tim Drake. Tim Drake's really good. That, um, I like Carrie Kelly. All right, yeah. Is that? That's from Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Uh, she's she's really fun because she's like, well, Batman's not here, so I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be Robin. And she just takes it on herself. Also, she wears glasses, which I think is really cool. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, it, that's a good story. <coughs> that was before Frank. Yeah, it's very strange. The sequels yeah. to that were really strange. The um, I like the story of Superman 4. I didn't think it was executed well, but it had an interesting story. Yeah, it, 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 it did. The, the nuclear man stuff is interesting. Like I really quite enjoyed that he gets to meet his match in that way, and and how they go about making it. But I don't like the sort of pol- sort of let's get our political message out there about nuclear. What is it? And then, as I said to you in messages the the other day, there's a bit where Superman and Clark Kent have a double date in the same place, and he has to keep swapping between his persona. Just say no to one of them. <laughs> Make it for a different day. Yeah. I just say, oh no, sorry, I'm Superman. I haven't got time to show up. <laughs> it's like, don't worry, I'll do your interview tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Can we do it yeah. tomorrow? I'm kind of busy tonight. Clark Kent's busy. I mean, someone's busy. Leave me alone. <laughs> and it would have worked. I, I, um, they use the same flying shot over and over. It's clearly this was made for like five bucks and a dream. Yeah, my, I mean... Me and my friend, one of the reasons we hate this film is because it, if for some reason, has rebuild vision in it, which is a bit odd. Because one guy knocks down the Great Wall of China and... Rebuild vision? Like, that can't be more expensive than a red blur. Like, if you just red blur, and you're just like, he's going really fast because... and it's Rebuilding it, yeah. That's got to be as cheap as doing the rebuild vision. Yeah, I mean, in Superman 2, in the original cut, there, there's all sorts of odd powers in that one. There's that a cellophane S. That doesn't wildly distracts the, them. The um, the villains seem to have finger beams because they hold <laughs> one guy up in the air with a finger beam. <laughs> Which, like... What is that power? I, and, I can, like, extrapolate from that because, like, when Superman holds stuff up, he's holding stuff by, like, a finger or whatever, and the weight isn't breaking, so he's probably got, like, telekinesis for, like, he's holding shit. But, like, at the same time... Yeah, I mean, the the suggestion is that a lot of his power is of a tactile field of of sort of telekinesis, too, so the, the super strength is... And it also explains a lot why physics don't work around him like it's been discussed before that if he caught the helicopter going at that then the impact would you know sort of crush the helicopter but pff. at that it, point if you're di- if you're dissecting the movie that closely then people do that don't they? I mean, gotta fall apart. people do 
I know. I mean, back to, back to the Future's time travel rules make no sense. Do you know how long it took everyone to notice? About 30 years. Yeah, well, that's. I, I, wonder, if that, I wonder if that's the invention of the internet. No, it's, it's fans. Uh, because you're such a big fan of something, if you're a huge fan of something, you do, you're going to analyze it a lot. And the, the thing is whether or not the difference between like the time travel rules don't make sense in Back to the Future. Also, if you, is he spinning the earth backwards? How's the time travel working in Superman or something like that? The thing is that if it's a good movie, you can discuss that and then you can be like, it's really good though. It's a good movie. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Don't yeah. worry about that. Or have it as a fun intellect thing, but don't have like uh, everything wrong with, uh, and then have that ruin the movie for you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, and it, and it, it does it, and it does do it a bit more these. I think I do come out of things going a bit stupid. Um, if you're going to, I think going to analyze rules in movies. A Quiet Place uh, is the worst movie of whatever year it came out, but I love that movie. Because it's fantastic. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I know it's a bit of a horror film, but uh, I haven't got, I haven't got rid of it. I, I just haven't got rid of it. I think I have got a bit of a sticking point where it, is it quiet? <laughs> is uh, there any dialogue? In it? There's some dialogue, but it's mainly in sign language. All right, you got to read subtitles or learn uh, American sign language. So, like, yeah, I mean. I guess I probably I, I guess I probably with it because I do watch I do watch foreign horror film but I think it's just like it's like uh, do I want to watch that and I just haven't got around to it even though apparently it's real. Um, but I think I had a Superman point on oh, I forgot what it was. Yeah, that happened. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I was gonna say uh, I was. If there's a movie where time travel is confusing and sucks, it's um, not one, but the Terminator films. Those the time travel in that is. Start digging into it. It's like this is stupid. <laughs> I like um, the idea of uh, that uh, of Terminator Three's time travel rules the best because it's like you didn't change anything; you just postponed it. Judgment Day yeah. is possible because if you went back to stop it, then blah blah blah. Bootstrap paradox, grandfather paradox, one of the paradoxes. <coughs> There's a whole thing with. Um, the main thing that people complain about is that if you rotate the earth, it won't reverse time. Yeah. Do you think he's rotating the earth? Because I don't. I mean, that's what's shown. And I always just assumed that that was, that was the rule that we're going for. If the world's going backward and time's going back. Like I said, it's very, very selective time travel. Really, so with the, rotating, exactly uh, with the what, rotating of the earth, with the rotating of the earth, I thought that he was going... Um, back in time by breaking the speed of light uh, and the earth reversing time is a way to represent that. Yeah. You know, you're, I mean, you're saying that, but I, I, I think that at the time they were going, we'll go backwards. Well, that's I dumb. <laughs> that's dumb. It's much I, better. I like to think that you're probably right that there is clever intention there, but I, I think that the filmmakers went, the world's going backwards, time's going backwards. Who cares? No one's going to analyze this in about 40 years. They definitely are. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only time travel movie that had perfect time travel rules was Bill and Ted. 
yeah, Bill and Ted stands out. I, you did an episode on that. I thought it was uh-huh. really good. Thank you. Um, although I do prefer the second one to the first one. That's fair enough. Um, <laughs> I I prefer Superman two to Superman for the action and him defeating Zod and Zod being amazing. Oh, I mean, uh, Superman two just uh, I love so much of that. There's one. <laughs> One part of it that I ruined for a friend where <laughs> they land on Earth for the first time uh-huh. and Ursa picks up, picks up a snake and it bites her and hurts her. And I'm going, where's the snake from? It's biting them and hurting them. That's a she fucking throws it on the boy. floor and burns it. <laughs> where's the snake from? I mean, I see a friend a lot, but he always goes to me, you've ruined Superman 2 for me. That no, shouldn't ruin <laughs> like, it. That's fine. About it. I mean... They were in the Phantom Zone for a lot of for a lot of it, and they only just got to Earth, and so the sun, blah blah blah, something something something, and they were getting their uh, powers slowly. It just happened. It was just it was just a thing, and it is one of those things that you just pick up on. But I just buy because everything else everything else about it is is great for me. You know, I yeah, I love that film. I much prefer the Richard Donner cut. I would have preferred it if the Richard Donnacott had fixed the special effects. Like, if, if they right. had, like, if they had, like, finished it properly, then it would have been great. Yeah, but it's a bit jarring when you're watching it uh, a couple of times, scenes are the test screens. Yeah. And Christopher Reeves doesn't look right because he hasn't been working out yet. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the Richard Donnacott, but because it's not finished, I can't get into it. Oh, I, I love it. I, I like it because they've managed to pin it into the first film. The first rocket that he sends into space is what breaks the fan. That was really cool, going. and I'm betting that was the original ending of Superman the movie. Yeah, bet it's better than there being a bomb in the elevator in the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> which is just fucking stupid. But you I'm... know. It, I, really I don't know like why they didn't too. keep it. Well, I do know Richard Donner fell out with the Salkins, so nearly yeah. everything that he had filmed was was sort of got rid of just, I guess, out of spite. Yeah, because, because um, Richard in the Donner cut, you get credit. Richard Lester wanted directing credit, and because you have to fill like a certain portion of the film, that's right, yeah, to get directing credit, he just refilmed a bunch of scenes, and it would have been much, much better if he just finished the fucking movie and oh, yeah. copped it. Well, the Donner Cup's got Marlon Brando back as Zor- uh, um, Jarrell, um, whereas the original cut's got his mum for some strange reason, and that doesn't work well. The some strange reason is because they didn't want to pay him. Well, yeah. Um, I don't mean some strange reason, but you know, like in context of the movie, it's like, why is she here now? I don't get this. By the way, Jarrell is the best dad because he spent like a solid like month and a half thinking of every single fucking question that Clark Kent would ever ask ever. And he's like... Yeah, so much so that he has him there for 18 years. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. In fact... By the time I finished 18 of your Earth years will have passed. <laughs> My mom's going to wonder where I've been. Favourite part... That's a good point. Does he go back? Does he go back and forth? He's like, 
uh, I'm going to do this. It's going to be 18 years and so on and so forth. And he's like, oh, fuck. I don't have food. Are we going to get bathroom breaks or what's happening? My powers come from the sun. Do I not have to eat? Am I basically a super flower? Does he say that he has to eat? She asked him if he eats. Well, he does eat. But does he have to eat? Yeah, it's one that it's it, it makes you wonder if it's a flash situation. Does he have to eat what's more? Um, my favorite, I, it's, never it's never depicted that he does. I know I've seen that he can eat whatever he wants because it's certainly shown in Lois and Clark where she goes, So you eat like an eight year old boy, and, and you've your got body's the body up of God, yeah, <laughs> he's fucking great. It's a great gag that he just has a bunch of candy. Yeah. It's just like, I like candy and I don't have to work out at all. Yeah. I'm not really an adult. Leave me alone. I'm I, a vortex. But I prefer, <laughs> I prefer, um, I prefer uh, Mr. Incredible because he's like, his superpower is that he's strong, but he needs to work out and eat right because if not, he's just a fat schlob like the rest of us, but he's also super <laughs> strong. Yeah, that's that a good film. The thing is, and and I was one of the things I was going to say about this Superman movie. Without the Superman movie, you don't get all those. This is like this is like the birth, really, like of um, of of superhero movies, or at least good ones. You know, because the worst Superman Batman movie, Batman sixty six, which was uh, really funny, and I love it. Uh, this one maybe, but also Tim Burton wanted to make Batman. So the question really is, would DC have given him Batman if Superman didn't do so well? I don't think, I, I don't think so. And, and I mean, Batman was like 10 years later. Um, but not, I mean, nothing stands out between there now, between Superman and Batman. I can't think of anything else that stands out um, as a superhero film. I mean, I mean, we live in the age of superhero films now. We're so lucky as comic book fans to to be able to go to the cinema and see all these heroes on the screen and done well and and it's a good time to be alive every um, five and a half minutes there's a new superhero film um Sorry? oh go on you had dc that was making like superman and batman and then you got marvel that was making captain america and daredevil and it's like now the roles are reversed. Now they're trying to struggle and playing catch up to Marvel. Yeah. The problem is this, I don't, the fact that they dipped into an extended U too early was probably wrong for them because they hadn't settled on a, on a good Batman really. Benefit's good in Batman versus Superman. They got Batman so wrong in that that the, the bits where he is good, where you see him being Batman at least later on he saves Martha from the warehouse it's like oh this is why Batman. do you know that name yeah this is how I'd like to see it on screen and I don't mind the fight between the two. you know before that when he's mowing people down with it's a bit uh, it, it, it doesn't it doesn't sit right and of course Superman's a bit of a whiner and not a very good reporter <laughs> no he's not but my favorite part of that is that um is that White puts in, um, prints out the art, the blank article that Clark Kent handed in. Yeah. Like he handed in a blank article and then he fucking printed it. What's the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 
It's strange. It's one of those things where you pick up things like it really, when Bruce Wayne shows up to the party and Clark Kent has idea who he is. It's like, where have you been living? Under a rock. Exactly. It's not like you were in the North Pole for 18 years. Keep up. I think we've, we've tailed off again. We, we have. Too. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Superman 2, like I say, is great. I, uh, there's the whole depowering. Again, as a kid, I had trouble watching because they do the thing where they sort of do an x-ray of him. I, um, the thing about being depowered is that the same thing happened in Spider-Man 2. Depowering your heroes is a way to do it. But in the uh, Richard Donner cut, I like that there's a consequence for him being depowered. He loses the Fortress of Solitude and he can no longer talk to Jarrell once he gets his powers back. Right, yeah. That, well, yeah, that's right, yeah, because the father becomes the son, which later makes more sense when you get to um, Superman Returns, which I think... That also has problems. Uh, super stalking. Superman Returns and, Superman, and Man of Steel got punch ratios wrong. It's like, you need Superman to be fighting some of the time, but you also can't have it. And there's a whole thing in Man of Steel where... Superman doesn't kill people. And it's like, he killed Zod and the others uh, in Superman 2. Oh yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> and the, the problem is not that he killed, it's that he, uh, the movie was terrible. And it, 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 he's just a beacon of misery instead of hope. Yeah, well, I mean, like, like we were saying before, the Jonathan Kent in those films is just awful. <laughs> The line where he's supposed to do, let them all die, and he goes, what's the answer? Maybe. You mean maybe? <laughs> yeah, it's like with great power comes great responsibility, unless, of course, uh, don't worry about it, it's fine. Unless it's yeah, so you don't know this sort of thing. Then they double down with Martha saying, you don't know this sort of thing. It's like, oh, fuck you. No wonder he becomes Brightburn. Have you seen... Have I'm you looking seen forward to Brightburn. Brightburn. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Brightburn is fucking fantastic. It's a fantastic trailer. And it's like, no, you put those characters from Man of Steel in Brightburn and it makes more sense. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you want to have a dark Superman, just make that film, but they don't. It's, Hollywood are always learning lessons, but I mean, it's easy for us to sit on our, um, on our high, high chairs and point at them and tell them what they're doing wrong. But, you know... I don't know what I would be able to do anymore. <laughs> oh, no, we can't make movies. That's why we complain about them. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I keep saying that he's full of adults complaining about children. <laughs> Especially with the new Sonic thing. It's like, it's like, it's not, it's not for you. Don't worry about it. It's that being kids. said, I saw the new, I saw the new Pokemon movie and those, oh, look good. they looked adorable. Is it good? It's very good. I, I really like Detective Pikachu. It's very cute. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds tells Deadpool jokes. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward. Um, I want to see that. I'm going to see it. But... Fair enough. Um, really Sorry. <laughs> I, I, really, I really like Superman in the movie. I like all the characters. I like, we haven't gotten into him, but um, the photographer... Jimmy Olsen. Uh, yeah, Jimmy Olsen. I, I suck at remembering names. So Jimmy Olsen is great. He's just very plucky, 
and he wants to be around Superman all the time. And yeah, it, he he's he's someone he they plucked him right out of the comic book. Such a good um, such a good character in, in in well, I mean he's not really a character, but the bits that you see of him, he's he, he is plucked right out of the comic books. In fact, in fact, the whole thing, Lois Lane in it, smart, she's feisty, she's, um, independent, you know, so. The whole thing is she can't um, spell, which no, is that's a bit hilarious. That's a bit weird. And I, I kept finding I keep finding it weird, and I always have that she's writing these stuff. It seems like she's typed about four lines. It's always like she's just starting uh, in the scene. He's, she's just starting or just finishing a story. It's like I've already written yeah. all the story. Just got to have this one line. Gives him one sheet of paper. Here's my story. <laughs> Here's my story. I got it. The rest is over there. Off screen. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing about they go on about spelling, but I thought that's what editors were for. Yeah, but... <laughs> 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 the fact that she can't spell simple words is hilarious. Yeah. I, I really, really like... Um, I really like the world around Superman. It's like he, it's like the world earned him. It's just like, yeah, we're trying, we're capable and we want to do this. And Lex Luthor in the animated series would, um, is just like, I'm going to become president and I'm going to defeat Superman because Superman is the worst. With, with Superman, we cannot evolve ourselves. And then, and which is why I like All Star Superman because in All Star Superman, uh, the movie, he learns his lesson. In the comics, he doesn't. No. Uh, but in the movie, he does, which I really like because. Uh, have you seen the movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the movie um, has Lex Luthor with Superman powers, and he sees what Superman sees for the first time in his life. And I, and he's, uh, and then when he goes back to death row, he invents a formula for Superman powers so yeah. that, um, so that Lois Lane can have Superman's kid, which is really cool. I don't remember. Oh, that's in the film, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think it's in the comic because it's not in the comic because he's still evil in the comic. I think as recall in the comic book, he does. He does gain the powers, and then, and then, that's sort of the thing that that makes him realize that, yeah, like you say, how Superman sees the world. Although that Superman is overpowered, the star Superman is really overpowered. Well, yeah, because like he's dying, so yeah. I mean, but I don't, but I don't mind it. It's, he's fine to be overpowered. It's a well-written, yeah, um, that makes sense. I'm not a big fan of the Bizarro bit, but that, apart from that, everything else is fine. I uh, only because I hate reading the Bizarro language; it really frustrates me. Bizarro Superman is so weird. I thought that he was um, an evil version of Superman, but he's just an idiot. That is basically all he is. He's just backwards Superman. It's it's very strange. Um. I think he's part of the Lego DC games. I know he's in some of the Lego DC films. No. <laughs> uh, but I think those are just cut scenes from the games. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I know I've seen one of my children watching something and it is some sort of bizarro world in a Lego. I mean, they're not very well made. They're not very well made movies. You know, no. like this sort of thing. The Lego Batman movie was so much fun. I didn't like it. <laughs> I loved it. You had um, you had Batman being like, I work alone. And then Robin and all the others are there. And then you have like uh, the Joker being like, hey, we're like, like in a relationship, right? You're my enemy. I'm your true worst enemy, right? And he's like, I will not say I hate you. Because it's like, it's so, <laughs> it's so great. And it's uh, really weird and gay and weird and, it's really, really weird. And I love that it's just like, it's like they're dating. But uh, but Batman's like, I'm not committed to you. I have plenty of villains. Yeah, the, the, the be, one of the best things about that is it's right at the start when all his villains are, and there's some really weird ones. There's like the Condiment King. And it comes up with going, this one's real, honestly. Check it out. <laughs> there's one called the Condiment King. Uh-huh. Of mustard and tomato sauce gun. I think he was in the animated series. My favorites are from, um, I love the Batman 66 animated movies that came out a couple of years ago with, um, with William Shatner. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. Shatner is Real tongue in cheek stuff. Yeah, and there's I a, really like them. There's a great scene in the first movie, I think, where all of his dumb. Um, 66 um, villains come out and it's like, here's all your costumes. We, <laughs> Catwoman, the Joker, the Penguin and the Riddler are going to fuck off and do the main plot. But you guys have fun because you're the city's villains. Right? And then you have my personal favourite is um, King Tut. Yeah. Because at the start of every episode, except for his introduction one, but at the start of every subsequent episode, he's like, I have... Every time I get hit in the head, I think that I'm King So I have got this helmet, which I'm going to demonstrate by banging it while not wearing it on my head. I really hope nothing falls on my head. Oh no, now I think I'm King Tut, right? My favorite part about that is that his um, his, uh, gang has the same condition. So he gets hit in the head and thinks he's King Tut. And then immediately something else falls and all three of them also get hit in the head and they think that they are his his servants. And I'm like, this show is great. I don't remember. I don't remember that, but it's, <laughs> it's brilliant. That show was brilliant anyway. Your hat's off to a show that knows what it is. It's campy and silly, and it knows it. Yeah, it's meant to be campy. It was based on the Silver Age of Batman comics, where he was doing dumb shit. <laughs> they were all doing Uh-huh. Um... We, the the <laughs> there's a guy whose gimmick was that he has alphabet soup, and so Batman turns to Robin and says, "Quick, Robin, get the bat alphabet soup thermos. It's not a bat thermos that you can put alphabet soup in. It's specifically for alphabet soup. It's brilliant because he's super prepared for everything, right?" The guy is so prepared and so paranoid. I love Superman. I love Batman 66. It's great. Uh, the Batman is so paranoid that he is prepared for a mid-air shark attack. He has shark repellent in the fucking helicopter just in case. Just at the off chance that a shark jumps up and tries to eat him. Oh, he's in a helicopter. The man's prepared. 
Oh, that <laughs> I love that show. It is a really good show. <laughs> Um, the Joker, the guy that plays the Joker refused to shave his mustache, so they painted yeah, over his yeah. mustache, right? Which is, you know that you can get as well. Yeah, but it's, it doesn't it just sound like something the Joker would do. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just crazy enough to paint over his mustache. I wish we could get a good joke. We got, um, but we got Jared Leto, you know, <laughs> that fucker. That was the worst. Uh, Mark Hamill was the best. Yeah, without a doubt, I agree. Mark Hamill is the best Joker. He turned um, to the dark side hard. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, that, that's, it's a shame that he's never really been able to do it live action. But his I don't of the care is the because best. I don't like the live action Batman as much as I like the animated versions. No, Batman the animated is awesome, isn't it? Uh-huh. I, I like the animated versions because they re- they're for kids. So there's just a just a hint of unreality to them. Yeah, and even though they're for kids, <laughs> they are quite dark. I like the backstory to Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze's backstory was so good, they even used it in Batman and Robin. Because even in this goofy, dumb, shitty movie, they're like, we cannot change that backstory because it's just that good. Well, even in the era, because even in the comic books, they didn't. That wasn't the Mister Freeze storyline. It was just a throwaway villain. But now, that is canon. He's um, the Penguin was also a throwaway villain. He was just a small guy that Batman kicked uh, every couple of issues. Yeah. And then um, in the '66 show, he became the leader of the of the Batman Rogues Gallery. So uh, he became a crime boss in the in the comics as well. Well, interestingly, um, as, as Superman, um, up until there was a radio show, he wasn't able to fly, and he didn't have uh, so many powers. Like in the books, he was just strong and vulnerable, and he could jump really far. And then there was a radio show where they sort of added those things in, and it just became canon within the the comic books. But also, I believe there was like two weeks or something where the actor had to take, the actual Superman took time off. So they invented Kryptonite. So his voice is different over those time because they changed the actor. Oh, wow. And they invented Kryptonite. So, and again, that's something that, you know, gone over the years. I mean, that serial was in the 40s and, um, you know, Superman came out in 1938 anyway. So it was all pretty closely tied together, but. Yeah, those 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 things that you think as tropes, uh, you know, were invented elsewhere, not have from the comic books. Have you read Action Comics number one? Um, I actually have. Yeah, that, that I read it too. That that comic is way different to like everything that we know about Superman. Cause... Yeah, he's very he's very forthright and very uh, aggressive. Oh uh, yeah, and also they, he doesn't work for the Daily Planet. They changed the they changed the name of the of the um, newspaper later, and also he doesn't grow up with the Kents, which is like what the fuck? What do you mean he doesn't grow up with the Kents? He grows up in in like uh, a lab or something that he's being tested on. Yeah, don't we? I, I do not recall that base because <coughs> I think he got his own comic books in thirty nine maybe, and that was where they actually did the proper storyline 
we've had so many different um, connotations of that because at one point he was Superboy and then he wasn't Superboy and then no wonder they had to announce worlds. I think now the canon is that he was in Smallville. He didn't do anything till later on regarding Hero. So I. <laughs> it's weird it feels like a test pilot action comics number one like it feels like well we got the general idea but we got to change a bunch of stuff and I don't know how long it took them to change it no I mean it was just a trial Mm -hmm. the the two guys Jerry Siegel Schuster had been turned down from loads of things with the story because everyone just thought it was stupid and yet you know here we are yeah action comics number one probably change the way that uh, media is in the world now. Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to own one of those. I guess you never would. <laughs> I mean, you can own out a, a copy repo. of it, but not the original. No. It would be nice. I just like the, uh, the fact that I can read something that costs a million dollars. I really like that. It's like, oh, you paid a million dollars for this comic? Yeah, you paid a million dollars for this comic? I paid a buck. (laughs) And it's the same. Yeah, it's the same thing. (laughs) (coughs) What's your favorite Superman? Um, There was some other Superman thing I was going to talk about. Okay. Uh, Comic book wise, there's one more that you should try and watch, read, which is called Secret Identity. And it's about a guy who grows up, and his name is Clark Kent, but he grows up in a world where Superman is a thing, but he's not Superman. Um, But then he develops the powers. He develops Superman's power. He develops the superhero, the Superman powers. And then, because it's a world where Superman exists, he dresses up as a Superman, and when they're saving things and he talks somebody who knows about it talking and he's going, aren't you worried that people are going to say something? What are they going to say? Superman saved them? So it's really, but, but the storyline is really great. And then it's one of those things where they never really get around to explaining what, what the reason he gets superpowers is, but it's good. It's worth a read. Okay. There's a great one from the Batman, the animated series. Uh, that's pretty similar to that where Bruce Wayne never became Batman and Batman is a thing and he's dating Catwoman. The way it resolves itself is lame, but the rest, but the entire episode is pretty good. Yeah, it's interesting. I like all these different things. And for me, let's tie it back in. This is let's oh, do it. That that super movie. That's my introduction to what the world of comic books is. I'm now getting close to forty years old. I still love those things, um, and it just. That's that movie in a way changed changed my life or at least shaped me as the person that I came to be, you know. And I'm ever grateful for it. You know, really, really love that film. And um it it hits me in a, in an emotional place. Um when I watched it the other day, I was sat watching it with my wife, um while well, she had caught the last one. And uh he flies off into space and she goes, All right, you can turn when I went, we're not turning it off till he smiles at me. Because, uh, <laughs> he's been smiling at me for years. I need, I, I can't watch this. He smiled at me. And the fact that, and it, 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 I don't know why, but it means so much. And I guess it because it means a lot to me as a movie, but that last bit when he looks directly at the camera and smiles at 
me or you or the, the viewer. Uh -huh. It's like it it, it made it, it made me go. I'm leaving the room. <laughs> we got uh, movies have a connection. They're meant to make a connection with their audience, and the fact that this one did it so well, um, and you have such a deep connection with this movie shows just how important movies are. You, we need, movies are what influence, sci-fi movies influence inventors to invent um, science stuff. The guy who invented the cell phone watched Star Trek and wanted to invent a communicator. That's a true story. Um, movies and media and fiction shape the way the world is because people that watch the movies or the TV or TV shows want the world to be like they saw on TV. Yeah. Means it, it means a lot. I probably should have grown up nicer. But... <laughs> I probably grew up more with. I probably grew up more with Lex Luthor's personality than that. <laughs> uh, no. um, yeah, it, it 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 means it means a lot to me. There's been a lot of movies over the years that have shaped, I think, who I am. But this is this is one that I can say shaped me from a child to an adult. I love it, loved it then, and I love it now, despite the fact, despite the selective time travel. The the thing with this, the thing with that is that no uh, movie is flawless. The the thing that makes a great movie is that you don't care about its flaws. I cannot think of a better time, a better way to end this. Uh, it's been great. I'm really glad that we got a chance to talk about Superman. Yeah, no, it was fun. We went off on some tangents. I reckon you might have some editing too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, it's all staying in. All right. <laughs> um, do you have a podcast or anything? No, I don't have anything going. All right. Uh, well, it was great to talk to you. It Thank was you. really fun. And I'm really glad I got to see this again. I haven't seen it in years. Uh, <laughs> you can follow me at Aussie Nerds Pod on Twitter. Uh, if you want to be on my podcast, just tweet me. Uh, I have a... Facebook page, Aussie Nerds. Subscribe to this podcast that you're currently listening to. Uh, and each week I talk to uh, a movie fan about their favorite movie and we get into what makes it great and also go off on tangents. <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next time, goodbye. That was really fun. Awesome.